Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it real. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, depending on where you are, where you're hearing the sound of our voices. We thank and praise God for another opportunity to share the airwaves and cyberspace with you. God is incredibly good to us because we are still yet in the land of the living. And even when we pass on, he's still going to be very good to us because we pass on to eternity with him. So, that being said, I'm grateful to be here today. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and drumroll, I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world, my sister in the Lord, my cohort, my my co-host. Um, and one of the, the dearest sisters that I have, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you, my love? Man, after that introduction, if I was not healed, I'm healed. If I was <laughs> feeling bad, I'm feeling excellent. And all joking aside, I thank God for another day. Honestly, Amen. I truly, truly do. And I'm asking Amen. him every day that I take every day and every moment to enjoy it as he prepared it for me, no matter what it looks like. This is real. I'm great. I am great. I, you know, I, I, I said this last week and I'm, I'm so serious about it. Um, even more so this week that I'm grateful to God for the space that I'm in with him, where that place of trust, that place of rest, um, aside from the worries and the always feeling like I got to do it, I got to handle it, um, I need to take care of it, and stepping out on my own and messing everything up. <laughs> so I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for his grace. Lord knows I'm grateful for his mercy um, and his his unmerited favor, his love, Tam, his unconditional love is beyond description. It really is. Beyond. No, I mm. know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. You know, I love people honestly, but when he he had to check me on that, you know, you have to go love his what? Go in the Bible mm. and read what love means. Mm. It's a lot of things, not bearing false witness against your neighbor, not shooting him spite of, not so many things. Love is so deep, and he loves us like that. Mm. He loves us like that. The things that we've done, Mm. offenses that we've probably made, nobody on this earth is perfect, not even a pope. If you open up your mm-hmm. mouth and say you've never sinned, then you just sinned, and guess what? you in the same line. My grandmother used to say, a sin is a sin. It don't matter if it's mm-hmm. black, white. You mm-hmm. can call it whatever color you want to, but it is what it is. So since I'm so grateful, like you're saying, for his love, his mercy, mm-hmm. and mercy is a deep word. That Spy it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Spy love. That, that's like, that's love right there. Mercy, you know, period, mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. Just it to really watch is. over, especially in the times that we're in. Man, man, 
you know, because of even the times that we're in, we need to take stock. And, and you, perfect segue, taking stock into the sheer mercies of God. When we have a tendency to exercise selective mercy, the application of selective mercy is our topic for today. And we have the propensity as human beings for some unknown reason. And, and, and I, I, let me say I'm guilty too. Um, I have been. I'm, I'm really trying to change this part of my humanality, but I've been guilty of this as well and wanting to to have the mercies of God upon my life, but not extend it over the lives of others. And that's what I call selective application of mercy. When you err, when you do something wrong, oh, your first thing is mercy, mercy. But when somebody else does something wrong, you want to condemn them, you want to put your mouth on them, you want to come against them, you want to do all the things that you don't want done to yourself. That is so powerful. You know, sometimes my my husband and I watch different shows, and certain shows he likes, and he'll say to me, isn't that something how the bad guy do something to your family? And when you come back to do something to their family, they got an attitude. Now they mad because now they hmm. did something to your family. Now you going to do something to their family. Now they mad. Hmm. Well, that's like no, it's no, like you're saying, it's no justification in that. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for the for the parable in the Bible when it says when the woman walked out of the house, they were getting ready to stone her because they wanted to consider her a whore or whatever they wanted to consider her. And when Jesus didn't even speak, but he wrote in the sand and drew a line. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. I remember in the sand a long time ago, said several, several shows back, I remember telling people, you know, Lent came. This is when I thought it was really Lent. You give me what I'm saying? And a gentleman said, you know what I want to give up? And I said, what's that? He said, judging others. Mm. I went, wow. Not chocolate, not, not alcohol, not this, not that. Judging others. It's mm. so quick, it's so easy, it, I promise you, I know that it is. I'm not without fault. And it's then you see different. So we have to be so careful with that, sis. Mm-hmm. So careful. We really do. We really do. Because um, daily, it, sis, if we really think about it, daily, we've we got some kind of thought that shouldn't have been there probably then did an action that we shouldn't have done, probably reacted to something in a way that we shouldn't have, you know, and, and in the course of all of that, those of us that walk um, in the favor of God, we're quick to repent to God. We're quick to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. Lord, cover me. Lord, protect me. You know what I'm saying? But we yes, I do. the script. You you were talking about the the woman that was in an adulterous affair. She didn't walk out the house. They went in the house and got her to condemn her, to stone her. And even the the parable that's in the Bible that talks about the servant that owed the master much, and the and begged the master for forgiveness, and the master. In his his grace and his mercy forgave him, and his debt was was large. It was enormous, and the master forgave his whole debt. And then that same servant turned around, and there was another servant that owed him just a fraction of what he owed the master and had been forgiven of. And instead of he forgiving that servant, he put a demand on that servant to pay him. And when the servant couldn't, he had the servant thrown in prison. Because the servant couldn't pay him what he owed him after he had been forgiven this huge amount by the master. And then the other servants went to the master, and here's the moral, the other servants went to the master and told the master what this unrighteous servant did. Like, master, after you forgave his huge debt, he turned around and wouldn't forgive the small debt of someone else and had that other person put in prison. And the master was enraged. 
the master was enraged because here he had shown this servant mercy. He could have had him put in prison originally, and he didn't, and forgave him of his debt, not set up a payment plan, not said, okay, well, I'm going to work with you for me to pay you back, but forgave him of the whole debt. And instead of him passing on that mercy and that forgiveness, he had the other servant put in prison. Master went back, called that unrighteous and wicked servant to him, and went off and then put him in prison. Because he did not forgive. Because forgiveness had been shown to him, and he did not in turn do the same. And so, obviously... One of the reasons why this was on my my mind, and it's not just because of this, but one of the reasons this was on my mind is the conversation that everybody has been having all week about Chris and Will, which um, it is such an unfortunate situation. It really, really is. Um, I feel, and people, you know, y'all gonna have your opinion, but I feel bad for the the repercussions of what this situation has caused. I really, really do. Um, because it's something that was done impulsively in the moment of reaction and in the moment of emotion that shouldn't have been done. I'm not going to say that it was righteous cause for him to do what he did. It shouldn't have been done. But even in the repentant state of of um, thinking about what has happened, even though he repented for it, this is something that will live with him for the rest of his life. In a twinkling of an eye, his emotions got the best of him, and now it's something that will hover over him for the rest of his life. It has taken that place of honor away from him in the eyes of so many. Now, please hear me. And, and um, caller, I see your hand up, but let me finish this thought, please. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. People have been so quick to put their mouth on Will, and that's my issue. Because you jumped up, and all you want to do is, in, a, in effect, castrate this man. When I, for one, I'm going to be really honest, I have been just as guilty of that same action of acting impulsively in the midst of my emotion and doing something I shouldn't have done. I've been just as guilty as I started off the broadcast of saying, instead of trusting God to take care of a situation for me, I thought I needed to take care of it myself and step out of his will and did something I shouldn't have done. I have been just as guilty. But here's the difference, because the spotlight was not shining on me. I can move on. Unfortunately, the spotlight was shining on this situation And so it is going to be very, very difficult for those involved just to move on. Now, I want to read something um, that I wrote. It was a post I put up earlier because I ran across interviewer, a segment of an interview that Bishop T.D. Jakes had with Denzel Washington at the beginning of this week. And this was after the situation that happened. And and Bishop Jakes was like, man, you know, we got to talk about this because you know it's on everybody's mind. And what happened at the Oscars? Denzel went on to say, and he talked about the enemy. He said he made a statement that said something to the effect of they say that if the enemy is not attacking you, then you must be doing something wrong. He said, in other words, if you're doing something right, the enemy is going to come at you. If, you. if you're succeeding, if all is going well, the enemy is going to come at you no matter who you are. So if you're not being attacked by the enemy, then something is wrong. Okay. So he went on mm-hmm. to say, and this is, this is real. You know this is real. 
And even Will, in his acceptance speech that night, gave um, credit to Denzel for telling him, be very careful because at the height of your success is when the enemy is going to really attack you. Now, that being said, his last, before they cut this little clip off of, he said to Bishop Jakes, he said, he talked about, you know, it wasn't just him talking to Will. Tyler Perry came over. Other people came over. But he said his, his parting words, I couldn't, they didn't play the rest of the interview. He said, in that moment, the only situation was prayer the way I saw it. In other words, Denzel said they prayed with Will at that moment. And according to Denzel, he said that was the only solution he saw. I thought that was such a powerful statement and something that we really ought to take heed to. And not just for Will, not just in, in, in celebrities' lives or when the spotlight is shining, but in our own lives, in the lives of our loved ones, in the lives that we are connected to. When something happens and you know, you know it wasn't right. You know that there was alternate solutions that could have been given, but because of that impulse action, because of not consulting God first, which we're all we've all been guilty of, something transpired that shouldn't have. Instead of being quick to put our mouth on these people in our own lives, forget the celebrities, even the people that we surround our lives with. We need to be praying. We need to be praying for them. We need to be praying for the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened. We need to be praying for them to come into alignment with God. We need to be praying for them to get to that place of recognition that, you know what, it's not always up to me to react. I don't always have to be responsive. I said this before, it's like there are times when you need to be proactive rather than reactive. And to be proactive is to be in that place in connection with God that you can give it to him in that moment, in that moment, so that you don't react in the way, in the natural way. Because like I said, I <laughs> let him, as the, the story you, you brought up with Christ writing in the sand, let him without sin cast that first stone. Will did a slip, a slap. I'm sorry. Will did a slap. I took my gun to the bus drive, stop to, to shoot the bus driver. It, it wasn't just going to be a slap. It was going to be to take somebody's life. So I am not that quick to point a finger in judgment. Mm. I think we need mm. to pray. We need to pray for the lives of people that that are still in that place of instant reaction because we can all be subjected to it. Every single one of us that count ourselves as alive in this flesh, something can happen. I'm going to be really, really honest. Do something to one of my babies. I I, I, I would try. I'm, I'm really saying, I'm hoping that I can hold to this peace. I'm hoping that I can play, stay in that place of God, <laughs> help me, that place of going to God first. But I can't tell you 100% that that would be my stance because it's mm. my nature to protect what I love. Mm. It's part of mm. who I am. So I'm 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 a work in progress, just like Will said. He I'm a work in progress, and I would again I would like to hope that I have gotten far enough in my walk with God to to take that moment to say, okay, God, you said vengeance is yours; you shall repay. You need to help me here. You need to help me here. But I, I, I can categorically tell you how I felt when, when my, my, my son-in-law's life was taken, my son-in-law, because I took him as my own. And, and my daughter reached her place of forgiveness a lot quicker than I did. And that was her husband. So even, and I was, I was in ministry. I was saved at the time. I'm walking with the Lord. But there was still that peace within me. 
that God had, it took time for him to work on. And who's to say, if I had came into alignment with the individuals that did that, that, hey, you know, might not have reached that place of where God had to take me of forgiveness. So I'm just saying, and again, I'm using that situation as an example, but this, this, our pre, please understand this show is not just going to be dedicated to Will and Chris, because that's not my, my objective. My objective is to say, stop having selective application of mercy. Get to a place where your reaction, if you're going to have one, is first and foremost, okay, God, help me, please. God, let me pray for that individual because I know they need your help right now. Lord, let me pray for me because I know I need your peace right now. So, okay, I'm going to let our our caller speak, um, Pam, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. So, caller, your last four digits is 5511. Um, Hold on now. Your line is open. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? And welcome to Fear Mongering Radio here on Spreaker.com. How you doing? Thanks for calling the show. So anyways, let's um let's talk about this slap. I think it was a fake slap from the young man, and it turned into something worse. Because if you look at it, he had a smirk on his face when he made fun of his wife. And I worked for a hair care business, and alopecia is not a cool thing. Amy Gibson, who we worked with, was had alopecia. But Will Smith perpetrated the African-American, um, people think about African-American men that they're all a bunch of bullies, which is not true. But when he, when he uh, what do you want to call it, a fake slap or you want to call it assault of a man on national TV, and people are pimping and prostituting because now you're in. They'll forget about this in, in, in a month, ma'am. They'll forget all about this behavior. They'll move on from this. It's whatever's in front of you on MSN. And uh, I, I liked him in Enemy of the State, but I I think he laughed at it, and it was supposed to be a, a bit. It's turned into something worse. Well, thank you. Um, and that's I, what I think. I think you're wasting in. your time on something, wasting your time on this behavior because I think it's an irrelevant thing. Chris, I didn't know Chris Rock was still alive. This this guy's a spent condom, as far as I'm concerned. He's a he's a spent condom. The four floors of horrors. He's a waste of time. I don't think he's a big deal. So I just. I just think you got to move on right now. Again, like the Ukraine, the, the, the Ukraine war, care about Syria, but they care about Ukraine. It's whatever people see in front of them, ma'am. I've been podcast for 15 years. It just rolls the changes. It just moves on to something next. And uh, zero F's given on, on these idiots. Like to, uh, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it was a poor choice. That's all there is to it. And I love NSL making fun of it. But Will Smith is going to be a nobody in two years. No one's going to give two F's about this idiot. It's too bad. I think it's a... It just shows people like to slap people. Just like Ray Rice, who in the bloody white suit. People need to be outraged to the punch when they saw it. Remember when he pulled her out, pulled her out of the, um, the elevator? He didn't fart in the elevator, but that's just what people do. They don't need to be outraged to see the punch. But I think it was a, supposed to be a joke, but then when the wife turned to him and said it wasn't, then he acted like an idiot. So I don't feel sorry for the percussions, and I hope they speak the language of money. If this was for real, man, they need to take away his Oscar because the Oscar – makes him money. Take away his Oscar and then they say, guess what? You can't be this actor with an Oscar. Take away his language of money and then we'll talk. Other than that, it's a fake drama and a fake slide and a fake drama, drama, drama that got out of control. Your thoughts? Well, I, I thank you very much for chiming in. And as I said just before um, I had opened your line, that I don't want to make this show just about Will and Chris. That that's not the purpose of this show. Um, the purpose of this show is to really, really talk about the application of mercy. So um, I, I want to make sure that we're staying on track, um, dealing with that. The um, just not not being selective in who you want to see God show mercy towards, so that it's not just focusing on you, but it's it's. It's a, a universal, so to speak, um, place of mercy and grace. So I thank God for his mercy on my life. So that being said, Tanya, you're up. I was just listening to the last caller, and I'm going to be honest with you. You know, thank you for venting because I feel like that's what you were doing, and that's that's good for you and all. Um, 
like we're saying again, we just took a, a scenario just to show people out there that no matter what we do, because I'm sure that you, even you to call, you've done something that you're not really proud of or very much don't want anybody to know. I know we all have. No, I'm not saying everybody has been there before. I'm not saying that, but I don't feel like nobody's perfect. So in a whatever this is, because I believe that when you have opinions are like assholes, everybody got one. Um, I know it's, we still talk about the Lord, but everybody know on the show I'm the opposite end. I still love the Lord, but I'm going to tell you the way it is. So that was an opinion that just, okay, let me say this to you. To love, you have to show love. Mm. To have mercy, you have to give mercy. Mm-hmm. To want kindness, you have to show kindness. And I'm not saying it's always like that, but a lot of times I believe in my heart, sis, that in, in talking to the ones who understand what I'm talking about, you know, I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And it's so easy. It's just so easy to cast judgment on others. That's what we're talking about. I remember one time telling the Lord, I'm in church every day, and I've been praying to you, and I've been standing my word, and I've been doing this, and I've been doing that, and look what's going on with me. And such and such, don't even look like she pray or go to church. She don't even look like, and she seems like she's being blessed more than me. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this. I'm telling you for myself, you guys, that was me. And this is the scripture the Lord gave me in the word. Caller and whoever else is listening. I bless who I want to bless him. I curse who I want to curse mm-hmm. because I'm God. You don't tell me what to do. It's like if you're going to make a glass or a cup or whatever you make, The glass or the cup or the bowl or the plate, mother used to say, my mother, and my sister, in Christ's mother as well, and thank you, praise be to God, she's in heaven. But she used to say, in the word, do the clay tell the potter what it wants to be? Or does the potter tell the clay what it's going to make it? Mm. Who fashioned that? So the hardest part, is allowing God to help you. When you can see it, I feel like that's all the more deliverance right there. There's so many things we can all be delivered from, but until you see it within yourself, a lot of times it's hard to be delivered from. Like you're saying, this is all a mess. This is designed. All this that's going on, that's just a hot mess to me. I have no comment here nor there. I'm like Denzel. I'm just praying about the whole situation. Hmm. And the devil can use whoever he wants to. People, whoever they want to be, the devil can use whoever he wants to. So I'm going to say this. I'm not perfect, but I will pray that God will have mercy on me. That's why every day I go to work, I'm like, well, please don't let me judge people. I'm in a section where people steal, you guys. They do things, and I'm looking at everybody inside their head. A couple of times, God had to check me, period. You wouldn't like if you went in a department store and somebody was looking at you, and that's happened to me, and I'm like, I don't like it. Don't treat me like that. The Lord had to let me know because sometimes you treat people like that. I'm like, I don't like that. Please help me. So what we're talking about today is spite of what we've done, spite of. Nobody here, Chris Rock saying anything. And, that's, and it happened to him. He's made a couple of comments, but I don't hear them anything saying negative. Mm-hmm. Period. He's continuing to do what he got to do. So mm-hmm. why do anybody care if the one that got slapped ain't saying nothing? Then why has anybody got anything to say about it at right. all? So what I'm saying is, you know, it's, a, it's just amazing to me when you're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever, it's the mess it seems to get the most attention. People, more people, I truly believe, and that's another show, another time, draw off the drama before they draw to the truth. That's oh, why the word of God said, you need me. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. I said absolutely. That's definitely true. Yeah, that's why in the end, the lies will look like the truth, and the truth will look like a lie. Mm. Because we that's what we draw to. That's what the world always been about. That's what they did to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Crucify him. Mm-hmm. What did he do? What I mean, but what did he do? What offense did he do against you that you can mm-hmm. say? This is wrong with the world right now. It doesn't matter if you black, white, candy stripe. We have to be so careful because one day you may be put in a position of judgment. Mm-hmm. So be careful, I tell people, when God bless you with spiritual and worldly superpowers. That's if you're in a position in corporate and you can use that to hurt people, fire people, downgrade people, talk to them like they're crazy. When you can bless somebody, give them a job, believe in them, give them a chance, train them. What about if you're in a position to do this? Can you bless somebody? Or you were looking at them saying what they don't deserve. Mm. When you were at a point in your life, if God didn't bless you, where would you mm. be? It's just amazing. People will go ahead and flock with the ones that look like they're on top of the world. And those mm-hmm. are the ones that are looking down on people. Yep. Be careful. I tell people this all the time. Be careful. I know. I've fallen down off the ladder, the fence, and the everything else. I know what it's like mm-hmm. to feel and, and, and to do it to people, and it's been done back even worse, but in a different way to me. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, be careful. If you feel like you got a problem with it, you better start praying about it. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, it's easy to see other people, sis, but it's hard to see our own selves. That's the hardest part to see is ourselves. Because we but look again, as we always say, the man in the mirror, right? Yeah. Look at the man in the mirror. See what you're doing wrong first. That's what I tell people at work all the time. What part are you playing in it? Are you the gossiper? Are you the peacemaker? What part are you playing in it? Because sometimes you guys even being silent is not good. But I'd rather you be silent than open up your mouth and talk about something that you don't know what you're talking about and spearing out damnations and casting out bullcrap against people, that's not mercy. That's called judgment. Love you. Don't need your comment at all. I'm turning it back over to you, sis. You know, God is, he's such a, a merciful God. And if he wasn't, this is where we miss it. If he wasn't, we would not be on this planet because he would have destroyed it. He was just like, I'm just going to wipe it all out. Had it not been for his mercy, you know, he would have not um, allowed at least one family, the family of Noah, you know, to survive, to start over again. He would not have um, allowed the children of Israel to live to be his chosen example of his grace and mercy. Because, I mean, I mean, think about it. I, You know, I know he opened up the ground and, and, and swallowed up 3,000 of them, but I'm sorry. It, I done saved you from your oppressor. You've been oppressed for 400 years. I have not only opened up the door for you to leave from your oppressor, I opened up the door and had the oppressor give you their their jewels and their gold and their silver. So you didn't leave empty-handed. You left with your, your flocks. You left with um, money and jewels and what have you. That being said, all of us, and I opened up the Red Sea for you to save you when your oppressor was coming back at you. I've shown you miracle after miracle. And how do you repay me? You are going to craft a golden calf and say, that's your God? After I've done all of this for you? I'm sorry. I don't know if I would have just swallowed up 3,000. I think I'd have wiped them all away and said, well, let me go give me another chosen people. It's a matter of God is mercy. He is love. And we were created in his image and in his likeness. 
And so we need to get to that place in him when where we can allow him into our hearts to do likewise through us that he does to us. See, that's where I think we miss it, Tam. I think that we always want God to do for us. Give me, give me, give me. But the point is you were created for him to work through you. It wasn't just to be for you. It was also so that he could use you as his mouthpiece, use you as his love um, producer, use you to establish his kingdom reign. And that kingdom reign is established in love. It's established in grace and in mercy. And we got to get back to that place of surrendering to him to allow him to work in and through us. It's the only way that we are really, really going to survive as a a species, okay? Because if we keep going into in that, that road or traveling down that road of condemnation, traveling down that road of accusation, you know, it's like the moment somebody does something wrong, I don't care how well you know that individual, and I just experienced this recently myself, no matter how well you know, you think you have a relationship with somebody or that person should know you because of the the longevity of the relationship, if there's one slip, one mess up, suddenly you become that bad person. Not that you did a bad thing, but you become that bad person. There's instant judgment. There is no what happened, um, how did this happen, how did it get to that. You know what I'm saying? No, No less communicate. Right. Let me understand. See, I, and maybe this is just because of my makeup, because I'm a how, or a why person, not necessarily how. I'm a why person. So I like to know why things happen. I like to know why things progress as they progress. I like to know why people are the way they are. I was talking to someone just this past week um, and just trying to get the my my courses and stuff together for for my coaching business. And it was just like, you know, we were talking about people with attitudes and, and I was sharing with my business coach. I said, listen, I am that one that wonders what was that pain point of that person? What made that person snap or what made that person have the attitude that they have? What makes that person always so negative? What makes that person always so aggressive in their reactions? You know, I had a boss. Um, well, I got a boss right now that's negative 99.9% of the time. But I had another one that always had attitude about things. And I remember I used to just think and look at her and wonder, where was her point of pain? What made her um, react the way she reacted? treat people the way she treated people. So I've always, that's just always been kind of part of me, the why of situations. And I think that that's something that, you know, would would merit our, our consideration. You know, maybe somebody is just having a bad day and maybe they reacted in a negative way because of their day. It, you know, hmm. <laughs> I can remember years ago, this was a situation that happened. I was working at Caesars, and there was this one coworker of mine who day in and day out, it was like I was our sounding board. I heard every complaint about everything in her life. And it was, like, really annoying, to be honest with you, because in my eyes, she had a good life, and she just wasn't satisfied with it. She wasn't satisfied with her husband, so I happened to know she was having an affair with the the front desk manager. I knew, you know, all these neg- these things about her, but she was just, it was just every day, me, 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 what I'm going through. And I remember going to work one day, and something very, very traumatic had happened in my life. And it wasn't something that I wanted to share with the world. It was very personal. Um, but it, it had a profound effect on me. And I remember it was just one of those days that I did not want to hear her problems because I was going through my own situation. 
And I kind of snapped at her. It was just like, you know, I, I, I really don't want to hear this today. I really, really can't deal with this today. And here after I had listened to her moaning, groaning, and complaining for two years, because that one day there was something going on in my life and I just couldn't deal with it, she snapped back. I hope you never need somebody to talk to. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, wow, I listened to you day in and day out. And the only thing I said was not today. I really can't deal with this today. And, and I, you know, and it was like, it spoke volumes. And this was before I was saved and all of that. But it was just like, you have got to be kidding me. And I realized that people a lot of times are just so consumed with themselves that they don't really care about the burden that they put on you. They don't really care about what you may be walking through. The only thing that's important to them is what they're going through at that moment. And sometimes, you know, there are days where people are just in that state. I I have there. There are days where, you know what, I just don't want to hear another problem. It's like my job is to deal with all the escalations and the problems for the whole company. So I'm dealing with the, the client. I'm dealing with the vendors. I'm dealing with the employees. I'm dealing with the CEO. And everything centers around problem after problem after problem. And there are just some days I just don't want to deal with it. But I know it's my job, so it's like you try to put on that front. But there are times when somebody can walk in my office with something really stupid, and it's just like, are you really serious right now? (laughs) Okay. Now, you may look at me and think that, oh, well, she got an attitude or something is wrong with her. No, I just don't really want to deal with this right now. You just, the people pass judgment. Because you may be having a bad day. It's like we need to stop and like just stop passing judgment all the time. And understand that sometimes people are just off. <laughs> it's just like sometimes you just you are just not in that frame of mind to deal. It happens. It's called human humanity, human nature. And we just I just, you know, I don't know. I just think that we as a species need to get ourselves together and realize that, you know, anybody, anybody, including you, can have a bad day. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. You know what? I agree with that fully. You know, and it's what people, I was just the other day, I've been listening to a minister. I kind of really like the way he can bring a message, a way that I would never have thought to use the word of God to make someone understand. And I was speaking to someone close to me, and I said, do you listen to, you know, the minister, blah, blah, blah. She was like, yeah, you know, such and such like him, and I love like him, but, you know, he, he did this. And it's not that I'm judging. He's just not for me. And I thought, how many of us have said that? Mm-hmm. I'm not judging. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Call yeah. me what it is. I remember my pastor in Las Vegas said, somebody came to him and said, Pastor, I have a, a bad problem with exaggeration. Would you pray for me? He said, call it lying and stop doing and it. stop it. <laughs> yes, I remember but, that. Yeah, why can't we, you know, we can't call it what it is when it comes to us. But we can call it what it is when it comes to other people. Yeah. I'm not perfect, you guys, by no means. That's why I love this platform right now, because I promise you, don't come at me. I am ready to let it all down and humble myself and stick my tail between my legs and tell you who I am. It does not matter to me. And if you judge me according to that, then that's you got the problem, not me. Because when I'm okay with me, then I'm realizing now it doesn't matter what you feel about me or what you call me, or I may not even play in your reindeer game but I'm still Rudolph. So I'm realizing that because I used to get my feelings hurt and I used to look at, you know, different things, but I, I've done it. I've, people come to the store or whatever and they knew and I, I automatically go, uh-uh, uh that is not it. But who am I to say? 
If I'm in Christ, I'm supposed to uplift that person. I'm supposed to speak life to that person, life more abundantly. I'm supposed to do everything that I can, Christ-like, to reach out. But I'm flesh. And let me say something. Before I became Christian, I was Tanya. And Christian is just a title, and I am non-denominational because what I believe is it's only one God, one faith, one religion. You can say whatever you want to, but when you line up to certain things, then there's only one faith. So you can call yourself this, you can call yourself that, but if you don't hate but you love, if you are understanding and have compassion and all the things that are enriched in life to add to people's life, then you're the right one. If you start in distension and hell and chaos and malice and strife and envy and jealousy and witchcraft and all that other bull crap that goes with it, well, you know what your religion is. You can call it whatever you want to. So, no, we're not perfect. That's what we're in life for, to help each other, to help enrich others with the truth. And that's what it's called is real. We take ourselves and we say to you, this is what it is. I've been there before. So the Lord told me one time, I was like, I want some friends. To to have friends, you have to know how to be a friend. That's, what? Hmm. Are you serious? In order for somebody to be faithful to you, you have to know how to be faithful. That's why I began to pray, because we had certain things going on, my husband and our business. And I would say, Lord, I ne- but I never did anybody like that. I always was this. So send people to me how I was good to other people. Because this, I don't deserve this coming. So be careful a lot of times when God sends people in your pathway. You may not, you may judge them, but maybe God is showing you yourself inside out. Mm. And to, to be able to see yourself, sometimes you have to see other people. They in your way and in your path for a reason a season, a lifetime, a short time, but for whatever it is, they're there. So search it out, and maybe we can turn around and see ourselves first. And once you start seeing yourself first and understanding what's going on, you stop judging others. Now, that's real right there. <clears throat> there is there is a, a huge need for us to pull out the Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. You need to first start looking at the man in the mirror before you start passing judgment. And, you know, and I, like I said, you, well, like the word says, those that have been forgiven much, <laughs> you know, need to forgive much. Where where mercy has been shown, we need to absolutely be at the, the height of the, the top of the leaderboard of showing mercy back to other people. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, I don't know. I think because I'm always in need, <laughs> it's like because I am an imperfect person, maybe that's why I'm always so mindful of having or the need to show mercy to others. Because I'm always at the front of the line going, God, please have mercy on me. God, please forgive me. God, please. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's why it's such a, um, an important factor in my life, because I know my imperfections. Don't nobody have to tell me about me. I live with me 24-7. So I know. And I, I, I'm not trying to sweep anything under the rug. And you know what I'm saying? When it comes to identifying who I am to me, you know, we need to stop pretending that we are somebody that we're not, especially in, in, in front of the mirror, especially in our, our um, introspective space. The whole purpose of being introspective is so that you can point out the flaws and work on making them better, work on being a better person. I've said this before. The only person you should be in competition with is you. You don't need to be competing against other people. You don't need to try to be like the Joneses. You don't need to be 
I'm trying to be one up and better than somebody else. No, how about tomorrow let me be a better version of me than I was today? Today I kind of missed it. Hopefully tomorrow I'll get it better. And with that, each and every day be in that place of growth for yourself. Be in that place of, of evolution to the good, not going backwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, maybe that's why it was such, it's such a touchy point for me, you know, and just to just to hear and to see and oh, you know, and everybody everybody has an example or, or a, an opinion. Everybody has something to say, but I just was so struck by the fact that we need to be merciful because again, if all of our mess was out there with the spotlight shining on it, just as these celebrities' mess are, for where would we be? I think we would probably have a little bit different opinion. We would be we would be reacting a little different. I I remember this really really well, um, and you know, I think you know her, Dr. Gloria Powell. She's um a pastor in Las Vegas, and she and I were talking one day, and it was a few years ago, and it was when the Juanita Bynum situation was happening with her her ex-husband now, but with her husband at the time, and um, and all the things, and everybody has something to say about it, and Dr. Powell was very transparent with me. She said, you know, she said, I even had the audacity to be thinking um how, you know, how wrong it was of her to push, you know, push anybody to that limit, yada, yada, yada. She just, she had, you know, she had her own opinion about it. But she said in having her opinion about it, God spoke to her. And she, this was, this was really, really profound to me. She said what God said to her was you would not be able to bear under a smidget of the weight of pressure that Juanita Bynum has had to withstand because she's in the limelight. So in other words, get your mouth off my child. And we, you know, and that was, that was profound to me. And I thought about it. It came back to my memory over this past week, just thinking about how the spotlight was on the situation that happened last weekend. And, and if we, if we really stopped to think, if God was to pull out his jumbotron, and start playing on it, our indiscretions, the issues that we've had, the things that we've done, how would we handle it? I don't believe we could in so many instances. That's why there's a lot of us out there that really want a major platform, and God is like, you couldn't handle it if you had it, because your life would become under a microscope. Everything, Mm. if you they're reporting it. And and basically what you were saying earlier in the show, everybody, the, the media, the news media outlets, they absolutely adore sensationalism because it gives them ratings. But why does it give them ratings? Because we as the viewers and the audience buy into that crap. And so we mm-hmm. just... One story will play out for months, okay? We, we Just because it's under the microscope, because the spotlight is shine on it, shining on it, and so they can't let it go. That's the negative stories, but they don't replay the good stories like that. They don't replay over and over the things somebody does. They may give you a little blip of it, on the evening news, but it is only going to be a blip and it's going to be a one-time blip and they're going to keep moving. But let it be something bad. Let it be something that was done that was wrong. And it plays over and over and over, over again. And it only does that because their audience buys into it. And so their ratings go through the roof. Because everybody want to know what's going on. Everybody's being nosy. Man, if you concentrate on what's going on in your life, you really, A, number one, you don't have time to concentrate on everybody else. 
B, when you're concentrating on what you got going on, it's about you trying to get you straight. Not what what can you say and how can you condemn somebody else's life. But hey, I'm sorry. I, mm, I'm working on me right now. I can't work on them. They got to work on them for themselves. But I, I, I absolutely know I need to work on me. So let me keep working and focusing on me. Hmm. So hmm. that's, you know, hmm. how I feel. That is strictly, strictly how I feel. So, sis, we're down to the last five minutes of the show. So give your, your um, last comments and then pray for the people. You know, it's amazing that we only touch on points. Some people just blab. We just heard one. Some people just always got something to say. Some people only say what they've been through or vice versa or whatever the case may be. But it's amazing because if the light, like you're saying, has to shine on you, I wonder how would you react with your things, with your sins, with what you do. So I'm saying to everybody out there this. It's not easy. I'm telling you it's not, especially if you didn't realize it before and you've just been doing it. You keep calling it something else. I'm not talking about them. I'm just saying. I don't I don't have anything against them. I just don't like them. I don't. Watch what you say. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for the nation, for the world, everything that we're going through, every situation that we're going through. When we should be concerned about this, you always said in your word, don't be concerned about affairs so much higher than ours. Lord, I just pray for the things that are going on. There's still murders. There's still people dying of cancer. There's people still dying of viruses. Things are happening, Father God, in the world. I'm praying right now for, again, our people, our nation. We're asking for deliverance in the name of Jesus. We're asking, Lord, for for compassion and forgiveness and mercy as well as what you have. Because we know that at the end of the day, we will want it. Let's extend ourselves to people the same way that we want you to extend to us. Let us be able to pray for people the way and have mercy the way we want you to pray over us and have mercy over us. It's not easy. But bring it to us, our attention. Check our card. And let us know, yank our chains and let us know when we're off track. Because that's so important. I'm praying for, I don't care what color you are. Again, I always say white, black, candy stripe, it does not matter. I'm praying for you because we all need prayer. I'm asking God to have mercy on us all. I'm asking God to forgive us all. And most of all, Father God, bless each and every household, Father God, whatever it is, financial, mental, whatever it is. Because when you seek after the world, the world is what you get. When you seek you the kingdom of God first and all his righteousness, all other things will come unto you. Mm. And then you'll realize it's not that important. Pay attention to yourself. Love yourself. Be within yourself because you'll realize that that is your true self and other people will envy you because of that alone. So be you. Be your best you, and you'll be surprised who you become. In Jesus' name, we love you, Father God. And anyone that has not come to Christ, we ask right now that you extend your hand out to the phone, to the computer, to the laptop, whatever you're holding, whatever you're listening to. We just ask the Lord to forgive you for your sins, your transgressions, and your iniquities, and invite him into your life and ask him to make your life different than what it is. And allow you not to always want to take the wheel, but ask Jesus to take the wheel. And allow our salvation and our hearts and our souls to be clean, fresh, pure, and delivered from all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. We pray that you guys will have an incredible week in the Lord. And the Lord say the same. We'll be back with you next week. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. I love you, God bless you. Love you too, sis. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Love you guys.
Let's keep it real.